All right, all right, all right, and we are live. We are sitting here with the very first episode of Combat Cast Entertainment. It's your boy, Sergio. And your boy, Explosive Joseph, ready to hit you with that knowledge, yo. Let's get it, everybody. Today, we're going to be dissecting the UFC 244 Mega Card out of Madison Square Garden. We got story after story on this card. It's going to be a legendary moment, a legendary night. What do you think? All right. All I got to say about this UFC 244, let's talk about the very, very first fight on that prelim here. First thing we got to talk about is Corey Anderson against our boy, <laughs> Johnny Walker. Yo, this is a good one. This, this is a good one, old, Sergio. This is the old wrestler versus striker. The Battle of the Ages. Yeah. Which I would say generally favors the the wrestler in the later rounds. But I, I think Johnny Walker's on his rise right now. He's on his moment. I think he could capitalize on a Corey Anderson trying to come in for the takedown and, and you know, put the pause on him. Maybe mm-hmm. give him a quick KO in the first, first or second round. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be an unpredictable one. What are you thinking about it? Truly unpredictable. Johnny Walker's like a superhero out of a comic book. Like when that dude... Fights in the cage, I feel like it's when you play the UFC game and you hit all your special moves at one time. That's Johnny Walker, spinning back fists, flying knees, high kicks. It's it's truly crazy. Now, yep. Corey Anderson, though, he's a grinder. He's a grinder. He's going to try and work you down any way he can. So, I mean, it's going to be a truly interesting fight. Um, it's a battle of the styles. It's a battle of the styles, that's for sure. It's going to be um, It's going to be an unpredictable one. Most definitely, most definitely. And, you know, styles make fights so this is going to be very interesting now that's just kicking off the card who we got first here who we got hold on let's give a quick pick who you got in the Corey anderson johnny walker oh throw down i'm going for the boy johnny walker i want to see that worm in the victory dance hopefully you don't get injured though yeah for real don't hurt your shoulder doing the worm again (laughs) no no i can't um, be having that i would go with uh johnny walker in (laughs) one of the first two rounds but Mm -hmm. if it does go to a decision i would have to give the uh the edge to a Corey Anderson because that means yeah. he just was able to take him down and grind him out. Yep. Cage work, ground work. And now we are jumping into what may be the best main card we have had all year. All year. But before we talk about this, Brosif, yes, sir. we must say a prayer to the fight gods <laughs> that nothing goes wrong this week. Yes, we, we Quick must. Quick prayer. We must. <laughs> Let's make sure all those uh, USADA checks come back clean. Exactly. Everyone comes in injury free. Nobody's missing weight. No one missing weight. Oh, man. Nobody, so many variables. Nobody tripping on a cord and tearing an ACL. No, no. None of that this week. None no wearing sunglasses inside either. None of it. None. So, quick moment of silence for the fight gods. All right, that'll do. All right, perfect. Let's talk about this first fight. Okay. We got a banger got? in the first one. We got Kevin Lee. Versus Gregor Gillespie. This is a great matchup. This is a great matchup to kick off the card. Kevin Lee needs a win badly. He needs that W. Kevin Lee needs that W. Now, he just started training from, I believe, Las Vegas to uh, TriStar Gym. I believe. Oh, that's TriStar with um, uh, George St. Pierre, right? Yeah, uh, Faraz Sahabi. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see. Let's see what he's worked on. Hopefully, he's worked on a more... uh, Balanced game because I feel like he was solely based on that ground game for yeah. the most part, and he he seemed to get a little overconfident early in his career, and he's very. he's been very humbled. He's been yeah. grinded down and beat up numerous occasions at yeah. this point. But Gregor yeah. Gillespie is that a thirteen and O record? Thirteen and O. Wow. He's uh he's, he's coming hungry. in hot. 
Hungry. This might be a bad matchup for Kevin Lee, but it's also could be a statement matchup, I guess. I guess I'll have to, I think I'm I'm going to have to go with Gillespie, man. I, I'm in in between switching camps with Kevin Lee. You never know what exactly you're going to get. Although oh. he is going to, you know, Frost the Hobby and George St. Pierre, you couldn't have a better match for his style of fighting. I actually think Rogan recommended him go to that camp on the podcast mm-hmm. and Kevin Lee was like, "Shit, you're right." And he went. Wow, what do you I think about, about this that. fight? I want to see Kevin Lee win. He has potential. He he does have that personality which could definitely bring eyes to the TV. He just needs to get that momentum behind him again. Yep. Gregor Gillespie being 13-0, I don't want to take anything from him because that's a hungry dude right there. So, all in all, let's just wait till Saturday to see what happens, yo. Yep. If you had to take a, take a pick, who you think, Kevin Lee or Gregor Gillespie? Um, I'm going for Lee. I'm going for all Lee right. for this I, one. I'm going with Gillespie on this one. I'm thinking he's going he's gonna to grind him out in the three-round. All right, so the next battle is the legendary... Derek, my balls Ooh. is hot, Lewis. Yes. Versus yes. Blagoy. Blagoy Ivanov. Ivanov. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be a definite slow pace, no punches thrown type of fight. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing about this one is every time I've seen Blagoy even a fight, he looks like a janitor or something that does not want to be there. Whenever he walks through the cage, he's just like, oh. Man, my wife forced me to do this. <laughs> I, so. just, I just want to go home and play video games. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is going to be a good one. Derek Lewis been out of the game for a bit. I think since the Cormier loss, wasn't it? Yeah, some, I think he's been dealing with back injuries and all this. And, I mean, yeah, I think the back injuries actually started in that Nganu mystery fight that <coughs> will forever go down in the history books as the que- biggest question mark of all time. Biggest question mark. Like, double question mark if, <laughs> yes. on both fighters. Um I'm forever a Derek Lewis fan. Absolutely. I would love to see that dude get back in the winning column. Absolutely. Um, if I remember correctly, though, Blagoy had a very impressive win. And um, I didn't really look up the stats, but he may be training out of AKA, I think. Yeah, I mean, it could it's a be. possibility. But all in all, Derek Lewis, Black Beast all day. All day. Derek, all my day. balls is hot. Lewis, I'm going with you and a KO in the second round. Ooh, second. All right, now we got the... The third fight in, another banger. Another one. Steven, Wonder Boy Thompson versus Vincent Luque. Vincent Luque, that's um the silent assassin, right? Uh, Quiet dude. Yeah, I believe so. Um He's a killer. That dude's a killer for sure. Um so I think this is nearing must win territory for Wonder Boy as well. Cause his last fight was the Pettis knockout, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he need he needs to get in there. And those are the tough ones to come back from. Yeah. It seems like, you know, the Tyron Woodley fights that weren't beatdowns, but he took damage, he got cracked, and then he gets oh. completely KO'd. It's almost like the accumulation effect you were talking about yeah. uh, last podcast in which uh, somebody takes a little bit of a beating over a sustained period of time and then gets hit with one hit in their next fight. Yeah. And goes to sleep. So we got to see the comeback is always interesting. Very much so. And we all have to understand with these fighters who put their – their health on the line when they step in the cage. You only got one brain. And if you if you rattle that thing a couple times, like who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen the next time, you yeah. know? It's a it's a very intense sport, you know. Yeah, and it changes you after you get KO'd. After yeah. after every major KO, it's hard to think of a fighter that has come back as strong. And I mean, there's one that have gotten KO'd and then won championship belts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but that's rare. It's it's like once you've reached the pinnacle 
that Stephen Thompson almost has. He's been almost yeah. a champion a few times. He's been in top contention yeah. for so long. Yeah, it must be hard to keep getting up after, you know, he's been, he was karate fighting. I think he was a point fighter, right? Mm-hmm. And then he came into the UFC, had KO after KO, and then fights yeah. Tyron Woodley. Kind of gets, you know, a progressive beatdown. He got a few hits where he got rocked. He just got overpowered. Yeah, and he couldn't connect. And Mm-mm. and then he goes to Anthony Pettis, and out of nowhere, what was it? It was like a jumping right hook, right? Yeah, yeah, it was like a looping hook. Yeah. It was... Slept him. Yeah, and you don't really see many, like, flash knockouts from Pettis for with the hands. Yeah, you don't. He's, so... He's usually uh, like a jumping off the cage, kicking him type of guy. Mm-hmm. The, the, the mm-hmm. hands usually don't put anybody to sleep. Who you got in this one, though? I mean, oh, man, um, I'm just gonna go for, I'm gonna go for the wild card pick on this one for Vicente Luque. He looked very impressive his last fight. I can't recall off the top who he fought last, but I do remember um, it was pretty impressive. I think Wonder Boy. He's been at the top for so long. Like you said, it's hard to stay at that pinnacle. So I'm gonna go for Luque on this one. Yeah, I like the pick. I, I'm thinking I'm going to lean on Wonder Boy. I think he's he's got a few statements left in him. I don't know if he can climb his way back to the belt, but I think he's got a few wins where everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, because people forget quickly who you are, and then it takes one question mark kick to put somebody to sleep <laughs> yes, for sir. everybody to remember. Yes, sir. I don't know about you, man, but we're only three fights into the card, and I'm getting excited right now. Hell, yeah. This is going to be a good one, man. Let's talk about that co-main. Kevin Gastelum versus Darren Till. Ooh. Uh, tough fight for Darren Till to come up in weight class after a loss and take on Kevin Gastelum. Is he going to have that uh, that rock hold and that um, Weidman effect moving up in weight and putting that chin out there? Cause didn't he get dropped twice? I believe so. Because I know he got dropped by, um, who's the last dude? Um, Masvidal. Yeah, Masvidal and then... Um, who was before that? I think hmm. Woodley. 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 He got he got him with that that choke. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's the white the weight cut was killing him. You know, you'd see he's those, too massive. Yeah, bro. he was one of those people that you'd see the videos always leaking of fight week where he's falling out of the sauna, just laying on the floor, mm-hmm. looks drained as ever. So I mean, it's good for him to move up. It's going to give him a little bit more power. It's going to give him a little bit more energy, mm-hmm. but I don't know if Gastelum's the right dude to move up to. <laughs> dude, he is. Gastelum's a killer. Brawl ready. Mm-hmm. He will throw down with anybody at any time, but he is also coming off a pretty savage beatdown. Within recent, he's coming off yeah. the Israel Adesanya fight. And Adesanya in that fifth round was clipping him. Mm-hmm. He was finding that chin with a laser beam precision. So, I mean. And he didn't get KO'd, so it might be one of those things where I think if it goes to f- goes to full three, Gastelum has the advantage. But Darren Till coming in with power, he's going to be mm-hmm. strong, ideally yeah. more conditioned, mm-hmm. and he could catch he could catch Gastelum on the way in because he, he's bigger than him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is definitely. That's going to be interesting. Um, man, Sergio, who do you got on that? I think I'm going to have to go with Gastelum, man. Even though, even with the accumulation effect of the, his recent fights, I just, Darren Till seems to have been pushed too far too quick in his career. And it it's, I don't know if it's ideal for his situation. I think he should have started with somebody that may have been a little easier than Gastelum, who's mm-hmm. been tried and tested and been in title fights. Yeah, he, he's had a yeah. pretty, pretty cool amount of opportunity there. Um. 
And plus, Gaslam, he does have that wrestling pedigree. So, I mean, Darren Till, it was proven that he could be taken down. Woodley worked him on the ground. Yeah. So, I mean, educate guess. I'm going to say Gaslam as well. But I do want to see them slug it out and maybe see Darren Till get that get, get in, in that winning column again. I think um, Gaslam will be uh, a little wary of swinging it out like he did with Israel and Sanya because – I think Darren Till might have that power to KO him, so I think Gaslam's immediately going to go to wrestling. Yeah, but Gaslam has that Cormier style where, in between his wrestling, he's he's able to to bob and weave almost and catch you with these mm-hmm. weird looping or uppercuts mm-hmm. and like punches that you don't really see coming. He was doing it to Adesanya the entire fight. Yeah, where it's almost like you know he shouldn't be able to reach Adesanya repeatedly. Yeah, I mean we saw it with Whitaker. Whitaker couldn't even come close to him, but Gaslam was able to keep hitting him. Keep hitting him, stay close and stay close because it's those weird. He's going for the takedown, but instead he loops up with an uppercut or a left hook over the top. So I mean, it's going to be an interesting battle. I think if I think Gaslam got it though, I think he does. I think it might go to decision. I don't think he's going to knock Darren Till out. Now, if he does win this fight, where would that put him in contention? Because Darren Till isn't even in top ten in middleweight, no. No, but I think this was a case of Dana White called Kelvin Gaslam and was like, hey. You know, I know we're going to give you this guy who's been on. He hasn't really had an impressive win in a while, and you just came off of one of the best fights of all time. But mm-hmm. Israel Adesanya just became champion, and it would make for a perfect opportunity to set up a part two as his first title defense. You know, so you do this for us, the UFC as a promotion. You take this fight on the Madison Square Garden card, and we'll reward you with a title fight. And I could see it, and I would watch the shit out of that fight. Uh, I would love to one, see that rematch. The for first sure. one was one of the best fights I've ever seen. And, yeah. and I think the UFC would set that up, you know, because it only makes sense because otherwise, I mean, I guess Darren Till's a big name, so it's a win-win for Gastelum, but it's yeah. a dangerous fight for him to accept because, like you're saying, he's not even in the top 10 of the weight class. He's mm. He hasn't had an impressive win in a while. I mean, and that could like catapult his, Darren Till's middleweight yep. positioning as well, too, if he does secure that W. Um, what do you think about the the push that Darren Till had and then the, and then the quick fall? Is that... It was, I, it was, like you said, you mentioned earlier, too soon. It's too quick. It just happened almost overnight. Yeah. Um, he I beat think, Cerrone, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He like, beat he, he beat Cerrone. He, and, he looked, like, three feet taller than and way bigger than. He looked way, way bigger than Cerrone in that fight. But um, I was thinking, um, I think he caught the end wave of the McGregor effect. You know, like a, a sarcastic, funny guy with an accent. You know, so then the UFC, he caught that waiver on the same time. You know, he's talking his shit. He has an English accent, which is, you know, exotic enough for the American fan base. And everybody just loved him, loved him. The UFC hyped him, hyped him, took him to the pinnacle. And then he kind of got humbled, which is necessary, I think, in in a fighter's career. It just doesn't happen to every fighter at the biggest stage in a championship level fight. It usually happens eight fights in, you lose your first bout and you're like, okay, I could actually lose. But there until somehow managed to ride that wave to his credit all the way to the top. Now, I could be totally wrong about this, but the way I see things is if the UFC finds someone from the UK and they're very promising, they're going to put all their hype behind them because if they could get the hype behind them, they get the whole nation behind them. Yeah, a whole new like, market. I mean, a whole new a whole market. New market. I mean, McGregor got 
all of Ireland. Yep. All, <laughs> all of, of Ireland on his back, you even know? Now that I've read that they're kind of turning on him with all his recent shenanigans, but oh. I'm sure there's still a rabid fan base for him yeah, over there. I'm, we'll just just wait till he fights in January. They'll be back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'll be there. I'll, I'll, be, I'll pre-order it the day the fight is announced. Yeah, I'll have, a, I'll have orange beard and green hair for sure. <laughs> <coughs> I'll, I'll make I'll make sure of it. <laughs> so, um, and we is both it, got gasolum. We both got gasolum now. Is is it time to talk about that fight? Is it time to talk about that dude that got a body bag in his last fight? Oh man, the body bag, the chalk lines. Yes, they had to bring in the body bag. He counted the guy out one, two, three. Oh, WWE style. WWE style. The ref did a last man standing ten count. And are we talking about that other guy that came into the ring? Beat the shit out of Conor McGregor. Choked him out. And now, beat the shit out of Anthony Pettis. Whew. That's my boy, 209 represent, baby. Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. Man, two my all-time favorite fighters. Me too. And I think we're going to be at a little bit of a point of contention here because I'm a Miami boy. Mm-hmm. And you, you're a West Coast guy. I'm a West Coast guy. We, we're going coast to coast on this one, brother. Yep, this is heart to heart right here, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to stick with my hometown hero. Hey, man. Check my area code. I'm from the 209. <laughs> so you know I got to represent for the Diaz bros right yeah, there. You know, it's all about Masvidal this weekend, bro. He had to <laughs> be on his way up. He had to catch a body bag in the ring. He, is, <laughs> he murdered somebody on the way here. Not oh, only, God. <laughs> not only did he murder somebody, but then he counted it out like a real G. And he, <laughs> he saved the UFC from what could have been the Askren era. Oh, man. Saving us all from that torture. Man. In five seconds. In five seconds. Five, five seconds. quick seconds. Now, that's impressive. Let's talk about how impressive the realness of Diaz is with all these shenanigans and everything going on with controversy after controversy, fighters keeping quiet, just trying to get a paycheck. Nate Diaz said none of that. He said he didn't want none of that. Tested positive from USADA for some tainted supplements, not even not even anything against protocol, right? Like it was all organic, vegan yep. <laughs> supplements. And he called them out and said, you know what? I'm good. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to put my legacy or even just his rep on the line. Like, he's a real one. He is a real one. He pulled maybe the low-key biggest move in UFC history during mm-hmm. fight week. So they come out and say, hey, Nate, you tested positive for some shit, bro. We know it's low levels, so we want you to keep quiet about it and just take the fight and keep it moving. And Nate was like, fuck <laughs> You, USADA, I'm going to call you out on Twitter. I'm going to say, you motherfuckers better clear my name or you ain't getting this fight. I'll give up millions of dollars. I give zero fucks. I am Nate Diaz. Clear my name or I quit. And usually how this would go with the USC would be like, all right, well, fuck you. You're suspended for two years. Yeah, exactly. The power of Nate Diaz led the UFC to to come crawling back tweeting out a statement that was made faster than I have ever seen any ever statement seen be made. On any and on any projection of a supplement, anything. They, they said, please, Nate, we're sorry. We are so sorry for doing this to your name. You're right. You took a tainted supplement. We tested all the supplements on earth, and yours was tainted. You were right. We're sorry. We will clear your name. We will throw in some extra money for you. 
and you will fight in New York because you were right. It was a tainted supplement. And the UFC came groveling back, giving Nate Diaz the biggest W for the fighters in years. Because this, mm-hmm. this creates a new standard. Mm-hmm. But also, it does create a new standard. But also, I truly feel it depends on the draw of the fighter. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, let's say someone's coming up, right? Someone's coming up. Like, I don't know. They're on their first UFC contract. Maybe a fight or two in. Same exact thing happened. They would probably get that year's suspension. I think they would have previously, but now with this precedent, it gives the fighters at least the ability to say, well, hey, you know, you have to treat your employees fairly. You can't suspend me, take my ability to earn a living away for an entire year for the same exact thing you essentially gave this guy another marketing ploy with. You know, it just it ended up building the Nate Diaz legacy. So he's going to make more millions on the back end, but then they're going to punish other fighters. I think they might initially try to do that, but that'll be the first time where the fighters have the power and they're going to say, hold on, what the fuck? Hell no, it's not going to happen. And I think it's good because there needs to be the icebreaker. There needs to be the guy who is Nate Diaz, who's willing to say, fuck the millions. I'm all about pride. I am all about what I stand for. I will quit this shit right now if you don't stop the bullshit. And they were like, all right, we stopped it. You win. Mm It's huge. It's huge. I really like it. It's hard. You know, like I said, I'm a Masvidal guy, but it is impossible to root against Nate Diaz. So as much as I want to see Masvidal win, I'm not exactly a rooting against Nate. You know, if Nate wins, it'll be like, okay, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Bro, and honestly speaking, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I remember watching Masvidal's fights on YouTube at, at, a, at a boatyard somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this guy was holding yeah. it down before he even got in the cage, man. Exactly. And he, and he was fighting some big-ass bodybuilder guy, and he was a skinny dude with long hair, man. Yeah. And the way he was piecing things together, I was like, ooh, Jorge got him, man. Jorge putting the hands on this guy. Exactly. And then you fast-forward today, and look at Now he's fighting for the BMF belt. Well-deserved. I'm a cloud for well, that. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I mean, it couldn't have been set up more perfectly. We have the BMF belt with two of the most savage fighters in UFC history who just came from the same lane but on the West Coast and East Coast. Yep. It's like the old Tupac, Biggie rivalry. It's Ooh. West Coast, East Coast all over again. But now we're talking about the gangsters of the UFC. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no rap involved. They're just fists. They just lock each other in a cage and say, we're going to fuck each other up <laughs> to figure out who's the king, who's the baddest motherfucker in the world. Yep. And that'll lead us right into the unbelievable storyline of Dwayne The Rock Johnson strapping the belt on the winner. What do you think about that? Man, dude, I'm I'm such a big WWE pro wrestling fan. I cannot wait to see that. But, I mean, Dwayne The Rock Johnson transcends that, though. He's more than just a pro wrestling figure. He's the man, dude. He's nothing but motivation and inspiration of pretty much anyone who has a dream, really. He's the baddest motherfucker in Hollywood. He, That's what he is. <laughs> truly is. He deserves his own belt. Well, I mean, he's a BMF yeah. title holder for every movie he comes out in. So, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I mean, I think it's a an unbelievable storyline in which the UFC and the WWE have merged more now than ever before. That the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, is coming to strap the belt onto the baddest motherfucker in the game, which is an, a belt that the UFC created specifically for this event. And that belt's going to be around $50,000. $50,000. 50K. And it's actually going to probably be more than that because if the UFC stays to its word, which I doubt, it's going to be a one of one. 
there's not going to be another one. Mm. You know, there's never going to be another BMF belt in circulation. Mm -hmm. So they got the one of one. Whatever gym holds that, imagine they're going to put that shit at the top of every belt. Oh, yeah, for sure. The BMF title, if they get it, what is it, at top team? If they get it at uh, Nate's camp, what he fights in his own camp, right? Yeah, um, Diaz Academy. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever camp gets that, that's going on the top of the shelf, top stage. It's going to be the one that everybody looks at, and they're like, that was the event that changed the UFC. I think we're in for a huge one with this weekend, in yeah. for a huge one. Big changes are coming for the sport Ooh, forever. So glad I'm not working, baby. I'm ready to watch every single one of those fights, man. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Hell yeah, and then we got the, the storyline of Donald Trump coming through. Ooh. We got Trump coming through to watch the fights. It's going to be, I mean, the hype couldn't be any bigger for any single event, you know? Oh, my it's, God. They couldn't have pulled out the stops more. The UFC is really looking for a home run. And I think oh, they yeah. need it as a company. They haven't had a home run, I think, since last the last McGregor fight. They've had great fights since then. But uh, Are you talking about the McGregor-Khabib? Yeah. I mean, even that was a, not, yeah, I I mean, it wasn't quite a home run. I mean, the John Jones is probably the best. John Jones and Conor McGregor, pay-per-views up until this moment, but I still don't think they've brought in the masses. Like, this is going to bring in the person who oh. barely ever watches UFC, but they're going to make time this Saturday to oh, watch yeah. this event because everybody knows that the baddest motherfucker's title is going to go down, and it's going to be a brawl, guaranteed. And- even if they don't know Masvidal or Diaz, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're going to be like, okay, I want to watch a fight. Yeah, it was like, oh, wait, all you got to tell somebody is, hey, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is presenting the belt for the UFC tonight. Oh, what belt is it? The baddest motherfucker belt. People are like, oh, shit. Oh. That sounds oh. important. I need, to, I need to throw that on immediately. Immediately. Oh, I just got off work. I have uh, $70 to spare. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go watch this. <laughs> now, most people are going to be like, let me just uh, do a quick Google free stream for the <laughs> UFC event. Click through all the pop-up ads, all the, all the porn and viruses you got to click out of. And then, and then you're, they're, they're going to watch it. But So um, if you had to pick right now, if you were betting me five whole dollars, Ooh, cash money, baby. It's $5 too many. <laughs> Diaz. Diaz, how? Diaz. Oh, man. I could Diaz fashion, man. Probably triangle or rear naked choke in the fourth. I like it. I like it. Fuck. You know, I just got to go with Masvidal. I'm going with the, the five round. Masvidal is going to steal. You scare well, me. I thought you were going to say the five second flying knee in the first <laughs> round. I was like, bro, what? <laughs> He's going to get him with a three second spinning oh, elbow. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but I'm going to go with Masvidal in a five-round fight. I think he's going to steal Decision? round one. Yeah, he's going to steal round one, lose round two, get three and four, and then lose five. That's going to be my, my laid-out full prediction for the fight because I think he gets he's sneaky, he's quick, he's awkward, so he could steal round one. And then, you know, Diaz will steady himself, find the range, steal round two. And then the third round, that's, I think that's a decider in terms of uh, where, which way the fight's going to go. Who wins round, round three, who's able to impose their will on mm-hmm. the fight more. Because mm-hmm. it, like you're saying, I could see the fight ending up first two rounds brawling. They both Just get ends. a little tired. And then Nate Diaz, you know, he doesn't lose any energy. So I'm not even saying tired. I mean, it's like worn out. Mm-hmm. And then he starts landing that jab on Masvidal. And then they end up on the ground. And then Diaz ends up in a rear naked or a triangle. I could see the fight. I think that's the most likely path of victory for either one of these fighters. But I see Masvidal being just at the perfect time of his career to pull yeah. off the upset. 
Yeah, I mean, if there's a time for Masvidal to step up and shine, like, this is the time. And I don't see Masvidal shooting or even working on the cage. Oh, no, no. The way they end up on the ground is if, uh, you know, Nate Diaz kind of falls into the clinch and then throws a trip in there or something when they're both in between exchanges or something. I don't think either of them are shooting. I could see them both lining up, pointing in the middle of the cage for the first 10 seconds and just saying, fuck it, and brawling it out. I got the tail of the tape here. I just want to see the reach. So, Nate got, was that 76? I can't remember. Yeah, 76 for Nate and 74 for Masvidal. Okay. 5'9 for Masvidal, 6' for Nate. So, it's it's nothing major. They're as equal as it gets in terms of Mm -hmm. a matchup. And, and I mean, Masvidal has a little more muscle to him. I think a winner by knockout would be more likely Masvidal if there was to be a winner by knockout. Nate doesn't generally have the power to KO somebody. He'll beat the shit out of somebody, but not really sleep him. No, like the thing I really like about Nate Diaz is fighting style is he'll put that pressure on, start hitting you with them hands. He'll even throw a little couple leg kicks in there or even what he did against Pettis in that last fight, how he went for that um, behind the back, how he was grappling him, that waist lock. And he slouched him over oh, yeah. a little bit and hit him with the knees and kind of yep. buckled him a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah, like the quick I clinch. Mean, yeah, just little quick clinches and little quick work. I mean, he's a gamer. They're both gamers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, his name is Game Bread. So and I mean. they're also the type that are going to give the people what they want. Yeah, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna be like, oh, you know what, nobody's expecting. I'm gonna go shoot for the takedown. I don't think neither of them signed up for this this shit. I'm sure in the contract, Dana White was like. No takedown attempts allowed in this fight. <laughs> this is a special rule for the special belt. We have Zero the special takedown. pride refs to stand yeah. you up after 10 seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're on the ground, it must be in a, for a submission purposes. You know, this, other than that, brawl. Line up in the cage and fight. I want to see blood everywhere. Sergio, I got a question for you. I'm listening. How much shit talk are we going to hear in this fight? During the fight? During the fight. I think it, it, it depends on how it's going because I could see it turning into a shit-talking fest if Nate is able to find his range early, get the jab out there, and then that's going to frustrate Masvidal, mm. who's going to start talking, and then Nate's going to give him the bird, and then all of a sudden it's going to be a shit-talking fest. But that's I, that's only if the fight plays out like that because it could just be a grinder where they're smiling at each other, mm-hmm. sticking each other's tongues out, and then just going at it, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a respectful banter. Yeah, I think it I only mean, gets out of hand if Nate is able to con- control the fight way more than Masvidal expects. Word. I can see that. Or if he starts on that Stockton slop a couple times. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he's Oof. exactly like if he starts doing that disrespectful shit, like when he slapped McGregor and then flicked him off, like, yeah, yeah. That's gangster as fuck, man. Who else in UFC history <laughs> will ever, and now nobody can ever do it because they'll always be biting him. Yeah. End the fight in a triangle choke with both middle fingers. Both up. middle fingers and you know, flexing. Yeah. <laughs> One of my all time favorite finishes. Yeah, it has to definitely one the best submission of all time. I mean, it's it's Nate Diaz yeah. encapsulated into one moment because he had beaten the shit out of the opponent the entire fight and yeah. then strangles him while the guy's bleeding and Nate Diaz is just like, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, that was when he was at war with the UFC. That was that. I think that was when he was fresh off of his um, Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, when when he won Ultimate Fighter and like. That was crazy because I was watching that entire season and it came to that finale when he fought Manny Gamburian. Do you mm. remember that one? Yes, I do. And I was like, oh, man, this is interesting to see. And uh, Manny Gamburian, like, popped his shoulder out. So 
Do you, do you remember that? He, like, went for a shot or something and went to go post up and his shoulder popped out and, like, oh, yeah. Nate automatically won. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, like, a damn. fluke win kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was like, yeah. damn, like that. And then I think, like, because of that, like, Nate always had something to prove. He also has that personality. It's in his family. Like, even Nick Diaz were just, like, I'm going to have a chip on my shoulder at all times every day. Mm-hmm. And they battled the UFC with weed. They didn't Nick get suspended for five years at one point, And then they got <laughs> rescinded. It's, like... Five years in the UFC is damn near an entire career for some weed. So, so what does Nate Diaz do? He gives him more middle fingers to the UFC and mm-hmm. sparks up a CBD joint in his last fight. Like, yo, y'all motherfuckers can't stop me no matter what. I'm yeah, do what I want to do and say what I want to say and make my money and you're going to pay me. And then bend the rules and beg me to come back is what the UFC did for him. That was honestly one of the most badass things I've ever seen at an open workout. Yeah. When, oh, he, yeah. when he starts training and he starts like throwing the hands and. Out of nowhere, start sparking up that CBD joint. Imagine, let's say, eight years from now when Nate Diaz has has retired for a bit. He's more, you know, working the weed game, doing having his businesses. He may have the best highlight reel, one-minute highlight reel in UFC history where you could just put snippets of, like, moments of things he's done, you know, flicking the bird off while doing a triangle, choking out Conor McGregor while McGregor's bloody and beat up, mm-hmm. fucking – Calm him with the double fists up with his face bleeding, yeah. flexing. UFC and him battling each other nonstop, and then him coming out on the victorious end and being rewarded with the BMF belt is like, it's almost wow. like the ultimate W for his whole career if he's able to pull this out. All yeah. the shit he's gone through, all the suspensions, all the fines, all the battles with fighting promotions, it's all worth it because now sticking to his guns, he's ended up on top. Yeah. While pretty much commanding the UFC around. Yeah. It's incredible. Truly. And if if he does take the L, I hope not. But if he does, do you think that's it? That's a good question. Mm. I would have to say, nah, he's gonna come back for one more. I think McGregor three? I think that would have to be the have to be the one. I think this Jorge Mafidal <laughs> fell in place enough perfectly for him to be willing to take this fight. But other than that, I think he was going to be going McGregor all day, all night. But <coughs> now, if he loses, McGregor wins his fight against a mystery opponent on January 19th. I could see retirement fight for possibly both of them. His Nate opponent hasn't Diaz, been released yet? I don't believe so. Unless it's very recent. Unless it, it's happened over the course of the last few hours. I'm just, I don't even know if it's an official thing. You know what McGregor, he tweets out. The UFC hasn't said shit. But if they're going to say shit, it's going to be this Saturday. They're going to announce it during a, in between fights. They have to. Yeah. What what bigger platform with all these eyeballs watching? Yeah, exactly. Like, they would probably announce it before the main event or something. Yeah, yeah. Or even the day of the fight, just to get more eyes. Like early morning, Saturday or Friday, they release it just to get more eyes onto the UFC in general. So people are like, oh, shit, McGregor's fighting. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. This UFC event's about to happen this weekend. I got to get that shit, too. You know, so I think it's going to be announced. And I, I think if McGregor wins, Nate Diaz loses. I could see them shit talking their way into a trilogy fight. But I it's think it's bound to happen. I think if Masvidal wins, <clears throat> wouldn't the next thing, especially if McGregor wins, to be Masvidal McGregor? Yeah. Which I almost, I think That'd I might. Fun. That I would think, be yeah, fun to watch. I think that might be something that I would prefer a little bit because um, I've seen McGregor Diaz. I know it would be a great fight. They're great to watch. But I love the the the, the unknown. We don't know what McGregor Masvidal would play out like. No. You know, Masvidal is willing to throw it all out there, not give a shit. 
put pressure on. He's not going to get tired. He's going to fight McGregor, like, with knockout power. He's yeah. like Diaz, but he could actually put McGregor to sleep. I don't think Diaz can unless it's through submission. Yeah. True. True, true. So that's an interesting question. I don't know yeah. if Diaz will retire after this fight. What do you think? If the, he loses. The, if he loses. If he loses, I mean, he's already said it's not about the money. He has so many different um, avenues outside of fighting to make to make the money. I mean, he has Game Up Nutrition, which is a CBD company and supplement company. He also has the his Diaz Academy. You know, I mean, he's deep in the game. You know, like he's not going to just like fight if he doesn't need to. So yeah. I, I don't see a retirement, but I could also see another like two year layoff until he waits. Yeah, or something, yeah, he's, you know? it, yeah. He's definitely going to pull the old. I'm going to be Nate Diaz and just wait till somebody's career is bubbling, wait till they go on a little bit of a streak, like he did with Pettis. Pettis was the perfect comeback fight for him. Yeah, Pettis had been winning, looking great, but Diaz looked at him and said, you know, I know I could keep him at a distance. I've dealt with all these cartwheel kickers, flippers, punchers my entire career, so I'll just keep him at a distance and beat him up, and that's exactly what he did. And it was a win that people came back and were like, shit, you know, everybody yeah, thought Pettis. Yeah, is for real. Yeah, everybody thought Pettis, you know, oh, man, he's this is a bad fight, including myself. I was like, this is one that, you know, he's coming back uh, into somebody who's been flowing. But yeah. Diaz just shut it down immediately like it never happened. And it was uh, it was impressive. Man, dude, that, it's just so crazy, like, how this fight game works. Because Anthony Pettis was on top. Yeah, he was. I mean, you know, he was I, on I, that I, momentum. I still think he can make if he wins two more fights, but I don't think he has it in him to make a title to be a legit title contender. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Pettis fan, but he hasn't been the same since he lost that belt to RDA. I truly feel like I haven't seen the the same fight style. But yeah, yeah, I mean, um, RDA just kind of has that a uh, grind wear and tear on everybody. Yeah, you know, it's like the type of fight where you're gonna be in a brawl the entire time. The only person that's been able to shut that down was uh, Colby Covington. But um, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, so we're going with, you got Nate Diaz. I got Nate Diaz submission. I'm not going to say, I mean, I said a rear naked choke or a triangle in, in the fourth. Yeah. I stand behind that. Triangle in the fourth. So I'm going to have to stick with my pick of Masvidal in, in five. Decision, majority decision, three to two in the rounds. So, um, before we, you know, now that we've completely completed the UFC 244 extravaganza, let's move on to these uh, fights from last weekend. Ooh. You know, those fights that uh, Askren officially 0-3 in the streets of the UFC. You know, he may be 1-2 by record, but in the streets of the UFC, Askren is 0-3. Yeah. He got dumped on by Lawler, then he got fucking... Literally, Lawler literally dropped him on his cabeza, yeah, dude. Dumped him on, on his head. And then we got Masvidal coming in and murdering him in the in middle of seconds. the ring in five seconds. Just Stiffed a, up, starched, dude. A murder. And then he comes in to Maya and looks pedestrian for most of the fight. You know, he had his moments with his little weird uppercut. But then he goes to the, goes to the ground and just gets... Slept, bro. I was watching that fight on the way to Houston this weekend. It was <laughs> there's so many times where I was just laughing and like not laughing at him, but just like, dude, you're one dimensional in a game where you need to be 
multi-focused. You need to have aspects. Like, dude, you train at Rufus Sport, don't you? I think so, yeah. I think don't so. he train at Rufus Sport? Why is it anyone training kickboxing with him or anything? Yeah, I mean, we all know he got the wrestling pedigree. That stand-up was pathetic, man. I oh mean, don't get me wrong. God. Askren was landing that weird uppercut, but it, it almost looked like it wasn't even, like, meant to knock him out. It was like almost like a slap, you know? It didn't look like he had any form behind it. Looked it looked like the glove was rolling over him yeah, whenever exactly. he would land that. Like, like when I say rolling over him, it was just momentum. Like, it yeah. didn't look like he was just, like, swinging. There was no torque in the punch. No torque. That's was what I was nothing. looking for. There was no, like, twist. There's no, like, muscular engagement. It's more just like he's just, like, throwing his arm up. Yeah, it was literally just just all arm motion. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really strange to watch. And then to see the fight go to the ground, and then he gives up. As soon as he gave up his back, I was like, it's over. But you don't my, do that to Maya. You can't. You, you cannot. Can't. And you can't. I was watching an interview from about um, four or five days ago, and in an interview, Askren says, I cannot give my back to Damian Maya. Yeah, I saw that. You're Did right. you see that? Yeah, he's like, the only thing I can't do is, you know, get into the, a grappling match and get on the ground and, you know, give him my back. If I stay away from that, then I'll be okay. You know, typical Ben Askren way, that's the exact thing he goes out and does. And I think before the Masvidal fight, too, he was even saying, all I got to do is stay away from the the KO, the big hit, you know, and do and impose my game plan. And then this is what Maya said. You know, um, Askren, before the, before the Masvidal fight, he was like, I just got to stay away from the big hit, you know, the big punch. And then that's exactly what he gets caught with. So maybe he needs to stop analyzing his own fights because he's, like, jinxing himself. Oh, man, dude. I mean, he even mentioned retirement. I mean, I'm not going to say no because, I mean, I don't, I don't like doubting these guys when they have a stint, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, he needs to definitely reevaluate his fighting style. Because he looks very one dimensional out there, and that doesn't that doesn't last long. That, that does not last long. I mean, when you think about it, in the UFC, he has not looked impressive at all. No, and it's to the point where it's it's almost like a, it looks bad for one championship. You know, who's yeah? He, well, he was unbeatable. It's crazy because think about this though, Demetrius Johnson's one. I think almost every fight that he's been in and he's the title holder. Yeah. Right? Yep. So he's breezing through people. Yep. And and, and Askren's yep. over here getting his ass whooped. He, he's on he's on the first class ticket of the struggle bus over here, yeah, man. Exactly. Like, like his only his only W is a win in the in the record books, but it's not a win to the UFC fighters, you know. No. no. Fighters don't look at that and was like, oh, okay, that's something I have to worry about. They look at that and they're like I see holes in his game. I could dump him on his head, too. I yeah. could drop him. I could carry him. I could punch him. He has no ability to knock me out. Like, now, seeing three fights, you know, because I wasn't a huge Askren guy. I watched a few of his fights before the before the Robbie Lawler fight, and I was like, damn, he must be really, really strong. I don't think anybody's going to be able to overtake this. But I think Masvidal was the, the first person to see something that nobody else saw in his game. He's like, this guy can't fuck with me, man. Like, like he was saying, he's like, mm-hmm. this guy has nothing on me. And he saw a hole, and once that hole was exposed, it's just it's for everybody to see now. And now he's not going to be able to get a, get any any hits. I mean, anybody that could defend a takedown, like if he fought Tyron Woodley, he would die. He would be his, his third. Like that would that would be his next fight, suppose. Like a like Askren. Yeah, like if he were to fight Woodley, he would get body bagged because Woodley could defend his takedowns, and then he's just gonna KO him. Yeah. Usman, same thing. Yeah, I don't know if Usman will KO him because. 
Usman hasn't Usman KO'd anything. Usman bites at 70%. Yeah. <laughs> 70%. So, oh, I mean, that was really the, the best fight on that card. The, the Michael Johnson fight. Did you watch that one? Um, I scrolled through it a little it bit. Was, it was a strange. It was a strange thing because you know before before the the we were talking about it last week, I thought Michael Johnson was done. I was like, you know, he has no hope. But I thought he won the fight. I thought I thought he did enough. He was on. He looked good. He had him at a distance most of the time. He beat him up pretty bad, and then he lost the old split decision. Mm. And that's that's a, that one hurts, you know, because he's getting later in his career. He's got to get yeah. those W's. He's got to get those W's. Yeah, man, those decisions. Must be ruthless, you know. You put so much time into a camp, trying to get back in that winning column, then just like taken from you, you know. Especially when you feel like you've done everything to win that fight. It was was a questionable decision. I wouldn't say it was. It wasn't one of the ones that's like a highway robbery. But he was Mm -hmm. pissed at the end. It's like, yeah, I get it because I had him winning two to one pretty easily, pretty easily. I think he got the third round. He lost, but the first two were like clear. He kept him at a distance. Was able to jab him up and beat him up, bleeding pretty bad. So, damn. Uh, since we're talking about decisions, I'm, I'm going to keep this really brief, but let's give a shout-out to our boy, Muslim Salikahov. <laughs> <laughs> With that majority decision, the king of kung fu did it once again, ladies and gentlemen. His reign continues. His reign continues. The king of kung fu's reign has not seen the end just yet. <laughs> now, with that being said, like I said, I want to keep it briefly, so let's move on. <laughs> move on from that one there. Um, but... Let's not take anything away from Damian Maya. He's been in heavy contention for a while. I mean, he's been very... It's kind of funny because he's been very one-dimensional on the jiu-jitsu side. But his it's, hands were looking pretty decent yeah, against yeah. Askren. He's, he seems to be the last of a dying breed. I would say Ortega's, Ortega's the true last of that type of breed where they're jiu-jitsu first. But yeah. Maya has that, that jitsu strength, man. He... Ben Askren to sleep with one arm. With one arm. Didn't even have to wrap it around because no. uh, Askren was looking for wrist control. And Maya mm-hmm. was like, not today. No. You're taking a nap. Dude. I mean, at this point. was Like, Askren also looked gassed. Too, yeah. Though. I mean, at this point, Askren has spent more time sleeping in the cage <laughs> than he spent <laughs> winning a fight. <laughs> like, just facts oh, only. Man. Just facts only. Yeah. He's 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 caught some solid naps in the cage, you know? Yes. Shit, he's, he, he might have the most nap time in UFC history at this point, bro. He's oh coming in God. breaking records. <laughs> breaking <laughs> records. Keeping hope alive. Don't retire yet, Askren. You're chasing the record. <laughs> most nap time in the cage. Dana White says, Askren, I got a nice little comfy spot for you to lay your head in <laughs> Singapore. You want to show up? <laughs> Yes, Uncle Dana, I'm there right away. <laughs> Nobody's happier than Dana White how this is playing oh, out. Because for years, Dana was like, oh, no, Askren ain't shit. He ain't shit. He's not, we don't need him in the UFC. And then they, they do this whole trade, which creates headlines, makes Askren a, a big star. And then Dana White just sends him to the wolves and watches him get eaten. Yeah, I mean, Dana White's it's all business. It's all yeah. business. And the, fun, the funny thing about this, though, dude, is like, if it weren't for Askren, though, I, I know you mentioned this, but... Masvidal wouldn't be in this BMF position. You're exactly right. You know, yeah, so I mean, Askren, he 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 was marketed well. I mean, the whole big trade definitely hap- uh, aided his ability to make a big market. But his shit talking, his interesting weird style, his little fro that he has, you know, he's he's an interesting guy, and he marketed himself well. But you can't market more than a W. You need a win. You can't keep taking naps in the cages. Uh, he reminds know? me of. Um, the dude from Step Brothers. 
John oh, C. Yes. Riley. Yes, John C. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you're my, you're John C. Riley's younger man. brother, for yeah. sure. They got the we, same. He, hey, one thing is, Askren does have a winning record against watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Watermelon zero, Askren like 10. Yeah, I mean, it shows you at what high level UFC competition has really reached when somebody could dominate arguably this, the second or third biggest promotion outside of the UFC and, and maybe Bellator. But one championship was dominated by Askren. They didn't know what to do. They're, oh, my God, nobody else is ever going to get the belt. He comes to the UFC and can't even sniff a W. Doesn't even know what that lane looks like. No. You know, poor guy. He had a good he had a good run, and now he's thinking about retirement. But I think it's because he's cerebral. He he's smart, and he knows like shit. You know, I, I if this is it, you know, I, I, how am I going to claw my way back? I'm yeah. going to have to take a lot more beatings. And are those beatings worth, worth it? it? Yeah, exactly. And and, and it, I mean, why would you tarnish a 19 and two record? Yeah, you know, it's like go out on your high horse, take two losses, you know, and then. Go out with 19 victories. I think he'll be back, though. I think most fighters after a loss like that, you know, it's demoralizing. You're going against somebody who's exactly in your lane, you know? So it's almost like having a wrestling match with somebody mm. and losing in wrestling. You're like, fuck, that guy's a better wrestler than me. But he thought nobody could outgrapple me in the UFC. This is, I'm going to dominate everybody. And then Damian Maya coming off, like you said, beating after beating. He's gotten his recent fights, you know, He's getting whooped up. He's getting bloodied. He's getting hurt. But he comes back against Ben Askren like it never happened. He's able to take him to the ground, work his magic, and tell him to take a nap. I think he even tucked him in afterwards. Yeah. Gave him a little yeah. blanket, tucked him in. Gave him a little pat on the fro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little kiss on the head. Said, good night. <laughs> good night, my young son. So just one thing. One thing about this. Uh, where's Damien and Maya go from here? I think what he's at think? a point where he, he's going to fight as long as he wants to, but he's I think he understands that he isn't a real threat for title contention because everybody up there at this point has got that same style that's his Welterweight, right? Yeah, welterweight. Welterweight, yeah. Tyron Woodley has the style that beats Maya. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson has the style that beats Maya. Mm-hmm. Kamaru Usman, same thing. Colby Covington, Covington same, same thing. thing. So, like, mm-hmm. the people he would have to beat to get back into title contention, I think he knows he'll be hanging around the top ten. He's, I think he's, he's, he's working his way into gatekeeper of the fighters Definitely we just mentioned. Definitely gatekeeper, for sure. Like, he's the guy, you, like, if um if my, uh, Askren would have won this last fight, he's right back in it. I can yeah. see him fighting yeah. somebody else in for the title contention or the next, like, number one contender. Hey, yeah. I mean, he's he's probably getting a submission bonus and getting paid. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I mean, he's I mean, probably I'm cool with I'm that. I'm sure he lives in Brazil, too, so he's... He's Thinking. living comfortably, yeah, as long as Thinking. he's saving his money. I'm sure he has a gym where he's an absolute legend in his hometown. Mm-hmm. People are just begging to get trained by a Ma- the Maya, Damian Maya. So I'm, I'm sure he's all right in terms of money. It really depends. Sometimes, you know, he might not know a life outside of fighting. To be yeah. such a high-level expert, he might just want to keep in the game yeah. just to keep beating up a youngin every now and then, you know? <laughs> like, oh, you want to send him to me, the guy that's on an eight-fight winning streak? knocking everybody out but has no ground game, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking choke him out. Yeah, I'll show him how it's done. I'll, I'll wrestle him to the ground. I think he'll do that until it gets to a point where he's getting caught, where he's like, yeah. all right, now I'm done. Hmm. Wow. So what other events we got this weekend? Well, <clears throat> let's see here. We have uh, 
WWE Crown Jewel on Thursday. It is a event in Saudi Arabia, which is taking place during uh well out here in Texas it's gonna be around the afternoon time. Yep. Um I don't know how to feel about this, man. It's, I so what like do you think about the event? Do you think I mean, do you think they're rushing it? Do you think it's uh it's it's just all about the uh the names on the on the ticket for this one or well there's names on like they got the names and the star power on the card. And since it is in Saudi Arabia, I mean, you know the Bucks are flying in. Oh yeah. They're, oh, there's yeah. lots of They're money. Throwing money everywhere to get Tyson yeah. Fury. When I saw Tyson Fury on the card, I was like, "Wow. They're yeah. they are sparing no expense cuz it has to be a one-off thing." Yeah. Or you know? dude, Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar, are yeah. you kidding me? Like I was talking to some peeps earlier today and I was like, "How? How is this going to work?" Like I know Kane's been doing a lot of indie AAA wrestling. AAA, to those who don't know, is um, a Lucha Libre organization. So, I mean, he's been doing a lot of rope work and a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, a little high-flying. But Brock Lesnar don't play that. He just grabs you and throws you. And they, they're both former MMA fighters. So, I mean. Yeah, it's going to be. It's a battle of the, the heavyweight, ex-heavyweight champs of the UFC. It's It's very interesting. Truly is. How and would you predict the storyline would go between <coughs> the Tyson Fury fight? I like. Let's just say. Let's just start there at the Tyson Fury fight. I would say if I had to predict, based on my years and years of WWE WWF knowledge, I would think he's going to put on a good fight, but he's going to take the L in the long run, and they're going to work him out back out of the storyline. Tyson Fury. Yeah. I mean, I could see that, but he's also undefeated, so I could also see him like, seeing the other dude. Getting dropped, maybe not knocked out, but getting dropped, and then a bunch of like refs or something coming in and just like separating it and be like, oh, this is out of hand, ah, <laughs> and then like Tyson Fury's a uh, uh, little twenty-year-old trainer um runs into the ring, hits the guy with a chair, and then, <laughs> then three slides him the brass nuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I yeah. mean, I think I think. I don't think they're going to have him as a mainstay because he's, no, he's still got no. a career to, to fight. So I can see them giving him, giving him the quick W. It's definitely things to come from him for sure. I think he's going to transition smoothly into the, okay, I'm done getting beat up by heavyweight brawlers. Let me uh, wrestle in the UFC and throw some Rey Mysterios around a bit, you know? Yeah, truly. But I, and as far as the Kane and Brock fight, I, I'm actually very interested in seeing how this plays out because I haven't watched much of Kane's AAA stuff, but he dealt with so many injuries in the UFC. I can't see him taking an F5 without his hip just forgetting how to work. His hip or, like like you mentioned, his back, dude. Like Yeah. Hasn't he had, like, five so spinal replacements? Something. Like, dude, you take so much back damage in pro wrestling. I mean, yeah, you learn how to bump correctly and – by doing that, you keep everyone safe. But, I mean, Brock has the reputation to just kind of throw someone and be like, all right, hope you land right, you know. Yeah, and that's a whole lot of, of weight. I mean, what is what is Kane Velasquez's weight? He's got to be 250, 260 minimum. Well, he, he was, yeah, yeah, he was fighting at heavyweight, so I'm pretty sure anywhere from like 230 to 260, like yeah. you said, around around there. And he's just taking that all. I mean, it's in, it'll be interesting to see how they make the fight flow. You know, because Kane has, it's not like Tyson who's never really been in the ring. Kane has had some experience, so they're going to be able to uh, make it more appealing to the eye, throw in more intricate moves, and I think they're going to take big risks. You know, like you're saying, they're in Saudi Arabia. They're getting paid a lot, a lot of money. 
and they have high expectations on them. So I think all the way through this event is going to be very well executed at the very least. Yeah. And the Saudi Arabian events, I believe this is like the second or the third one that I've seen. Yeah, I think they've been doing the same event in Saudi Arabia by the same name, I think, a few years now. Yeah, they, they had Crown Jewel, then they had the Greatest Royal Rumble. So I think mm-hmm. there's... Didn't they have, like, something in the desert or something like that? Like a uh, um, Not that I remember, but I do know it's probably, like, the third or fourth event out there. Yeah. And, like, the Saudi Arabian fans love it. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's literally like a WrestleMania Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm WrestleMania sure. come early. Yeah, yeah. It's um, they spend no, they spare no expense. They build the stadium specifically for that event because, I mean, even after that, they don't probably have any events roll into town for six, seven months. And I think the next major fight that they're having over there is Ruiz Joshua. That's gonna be a. I mean, that's in Saudi in Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Imagine the bank that those gentlemen are making. They said, "Fuck Madison Square Garden again." <laughs> We're going way the fuck to Saudi Arabia. That's uh, boxing yes, for you, though. That's um, boxing. Didn't, didn't Poirier and Khabib fight in Saudi Arabia? Um, I think they were they were in... Um, yeah, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. That's Dhabi. what it was, That's Abu Dhabi. Yeah. yeah, and I think they, they built the arena for the UFC event. Like, it wasn't an arena that existed. They got, a, like, two-year notice. And they're like, okay, you know, we don't have a stadium that could fit 60,000 people. <laughs> But we can damn sure build one. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the event and we will be there in no time. <coughs> so you got any final statements you want to make on the ex- the first episode of Combat Cast ENTTT. <laughs> I mean, as I'm 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 just glad that this event is finally happening. And before we go, before we sign off, we have to do it one more time. Need a moment <coughs> of silence to the fight gods. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, we need their blessing for nothing to go wrong throughout fight week. May There's all wood right behind me. I'm gonna knock on it real quick. Okay, we're good. May all cables not be tripped over. Nope. May all p- fighters make weight. Please. All right. In uh, in in the fight, God's name, Amen. Amen. All right, and we'll sign off there. It's your boy Sergio. Explosive baby. Till next time. Peace. See y'all soon, y'all. It's been real. <laughs>